0: Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this minister, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. Today we're going to talk about one faith. Everyone say One faith. Say it with me loud. Say one faith. faith. Say it with passion. One faith. faith. Aren't you glad you know that you can believe on Jesus Christ, that you know his salvation work is good for you, and it's enough. Amen? Amen. He died. He was buried. He's resurrected. I died in repentance. I was buried in baptism, resurrected to the power of the Holy Ghost, and that was (laughs) enough. Amen? Amen? I don't ever have to worry, am I not going to make it whenever the day comes? If that trumpet sounds, I'm leaving these clothes behind, amen? I'm going to heaven. So I'm glad about knowing and having a confidence in the Lord. So I want to speak to you about one faith. Ephesians 4, 3 through 6, let's throw that up there. Let's read in concert together. Are you ready? Let's go. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Next verse. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Aren't you glad you know he's in you? Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost. I like that first verse. Throw that up there real quick, Sarah. That first verse is number three. It says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the what? Did you know that the Spirit has unity? There can be a unity of the Spirit and there can be a disunity of the Spirit. Did you know that? And so in order for us to be of one faith, we have to join our faith together so that there is a unity in one body so that that faith can work its best work synergistically so that the spirit is honored because we should endeavor or fight or work or strive to keep a unity of the spirit. Amen. So I want to talk to you about having one faith today. And I don't know about you, but my faith doesn't come cheap. Hello, somebody. I've been through a lot of stuff in order to have have the faith I have and you're not taking it. No, you're not. You, you can't have it. I'm going to keep it. Amen. Is that all right? Anybody got some resiliency in your faith? You have some firm faith. Amen. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Amen. Lord, we ask you to bless the word of God and lead us in the truth of your word, Jesus. Help us to be persuaded today all over again to be in your kingdom and to be in the faith. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Faith here in the text means... You are persuaded that you have a credence or a moral conviction of a religious truth or a truthfulness of God, or it says, or a religious teacher, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. Abstractly, it's used as a constancy in this in a profession. They say they have faith in what they believe. It's a constancy that I know it's gonna be there when I need it. Amen. It's like when you sit down in a chair. You know that chair is going to hold you because it's designed to hold you. Amen? You don't have to employ your faith to believe that if I sit in that chair, I'm not going to fall on the floor. Amen? So you you know that chair is built to hold the weight of somebody sitting in it. So you never even think, I'm going to need to believe in this chair as I'm sitting down or else it might not hold me. Some people approach their walk with God that way. God has all power. God is is like a chair that you need to understand that your faith needs to become so refined that whenever you ask God for something, it's like sitting down in a chair where where you don't even have to think about whether it's going to hold or not. You don't ever have to think about your doubt whether God's going to make it come to pass because even if you pray amiss, as the scripture says, that faith alone will begin to work as a seed for you and it will give you the plan of God for that situation and you might have thought well I'm going to go this way but when God gets done taking you that way because you prayed in faith you'll go oh that was the better plan anyways I'm glad he's working and I believe in him amen so your faith has to be assurance and assurance that you know God's going to do it it has to be rooted in truth itself amen it has to be a belief or a a fidelity, a, a constant for you that you use all the time. Someone said faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the bigger it gets, amen? So you have to realize, think of your faith as a spiritual muscle that you use on a regular basis. comes obviously most often from your mind. You're, you're thinking, God can do this for me. God can help me here. No matter what it looks like to me, I walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? So I have to sometimes put blinders on and say, Jesus, this doesn't look good right about now. I don't, I don't know about you, but on, on Tuesday. On, what was it? Wednesday morning at about 8.35, I had to go, Jesus, this doesn't look good right now. Because somebody ran in the back of me at a red light. And I was like, Jesus, this doesn't look good right about now. But I was like, devil, you're not going to have my faith. I'm not, I'm not going to be discouraged over something that happens in life whenever I have faith in something that happens in my eternal life. I'm, I'm an eternal person. I have spirit and I have life inside me. And right now I am preaching an eternal word. I worshiped an eternal God. My praise was eternal. I'm practicing right now what I'm going to do for all eternity. My faith is in something bigger than a vehicle, than a car, than a situation, than a circumstance. I've got one faith in my life, and I'm going to hold on to it. Thank you very much. If you want to get to Go ahead and be discouraged if you can't seem to pay all the bills. If you want to get discouraged, you go ahead and be discouraged. But I'm going to walk with people that have faith in their life. I'm going to walk with people that say, let it stack up. God's going to miraculously provide. I believe in the power of faith in our life. And I believe in the presence of a trust in God. It's bigger than every situation. I want to be a man of faith. We, we need to be a body of believers of faith. We need to be a church of faith. Amen? Amen? So we need conviction in that area of truth. And we need to understand truth. And we need to know what we believe in. And we need to set it and leave it set. We, we need to stand upon it. God is a divine presence and, and his divine presence teaches me that whenever I put my faith in him that I must trust him with a holy fervor born from a true belief that he's gonna work it for my good turn to somebody and tell him it's gonna work out for me it's it's gonna it's gonna work tell tell somebody it's gonna work out for me Amen. I have never in my life ever seen a more beautiful presence of God than what we're seeing in the move of God just recently at this church and, and even so in the prayers that we're praying and, and the opportunities. And, and yes, I, I'm under attack. I can already see the attacks coming. I, I When I got hit on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day that was, I was like, okay, devil, now you're really starting to irritate me. I didn't I didn't have a moment of anger. I didn't have a moment of frustration. I had faith I I literally went whoa what just happened that wasn't cool I got to go into Berlin for you to attack me devil because we broke you down too much in Brookfield already I puffed my chest out in the spirit. I was like, oh, "In your face, devil. I got to go into another territory for you to get at me." That's pretty cool. I'm I've got faith coming out of me and I don't know if you know, but I wasn't always that way. I I struggled with doubt, but right now I don't I'm not struggling with doubt. I'm seeing God do great things and and I know I don't know if you do this or not, but whenever you get around people that are always talking down and talking about doubt, you just kind of want to like Love you, but I think I'm just going to move on over here. We're going to pack the U-Haul and we're going to drive on over here because I love you to death and I think it's great and everything. You're trying to live life and do your thing, but you're really bugging me right about now because my faith doesn't resonate with that doubt that you're speaking. I, I can't hook my train to what you're talking about because even though I may have the same situations in my life going on, I'm not looking at what was lost. I'm looking at what's left. Amen. I'm not looking at what was taken down. I'm looking at what's standing up in the middle of all this and somewhere there's a plan or else why would I be here? Why would I do this week in, week out? There's a God at work in this house. There's a God at work in our life. And I want to be a people of faith. If there's anybody, let it be us. If there's anyone, let it be me. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be a person of faith. Lord, deliver us from people that don't want anything from God. I'm used to working with broke people. I was there. I'm used to working with broken people. I was there. But Lord, deliver us from people that don't want anything more from God. Deliver us from people that don't have a need for faith because they're not believing God for anything. They're just living life day to day. Doesn't matter what comes next we'll just adjust around it no big deal but there's never an aspiration in their spirit for something from God there's never a risk factor involved where they go I don't know how this is going to turn out but I got a dream in my heart I want to see people touched with the miraculous God that if I have no faith how can I ever help them if they are just struggling and I say yeah that's the battle we all face. Then I have no need for faith. But the Bible says, that without faith, it is what? Impossible. Impossible to please him. And the scripture tells us, in Romans 12 and 3, that God has given all men the measure of faith. Do you understand what that means? He took a measuring cup and he dumped into you when he made you this much faith. He's like, I'll measure him that much. I'll measure to Betty a whole lot more. <laughs> I'll measure, I'll measure to Kim. Whoa, <laughs> get a dump truck, backing on in. <laughs> God knows. See, you know what I do when I get discouraged? I can help you. I can so help you right now. What I do when I get discouraged is I tell myself, I've got faith for this because God oh you feel the Holy Ghost in this room I because you know that if God measured to every man the measure of faith he knew every trial every struggle every difficulty you're going to go through in life and he measures out to you what it's going to take for you to get through it I I'm excited I'm sorry if I'm being overly excited I'm not trying to cheerlead anybody but I want you to know that we are gifted with faith amen and we are gifted with the measure of faith that we need for life. So anytime I get down or I get to struggling, I just tell myself, I've got faith for this. Devil, try to knock me over, try to knock me down, do whatever you want, but I've got faith for this. And whenever it comes to hard, difficult times, I just tell myself, I've got faith for this. Amen? Because that's what the enemy does. He does not like anything growing in your life. Amen? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And if something's growing, he'll let you dance like a crazy person at church. He'll let you worship. Now, I know we don't have a big altar, and it's kind of awkward to worship and stuff in here because it's a smaller room, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, praise God. (laughs) It's like it feels a little weird, right? But it's okay that you just let yourself worship and dance as long as you leave here with faith off of it. If you're just dancing... Oh, praise God. And then you leave and you have just as much doubt on Monday as you did on Friday. You didn't do yourself any good. You worshiped the Lord. Thank God for that. But you need to leave here full of faith. Because the only thing that's going to help you in your life is if you're full of faith. Because to be full of faith helps you then to be faithful. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you can't be faithful to anything in your life. You can't make a commitment and be faithful. to I couldn't be faithful to my wife if I didn't have a respect, a sure and precious respect for faith in my life. Because faithfulness comes out of what? Faith. Amen? Amen? And if you break the apart the word, it says faith full. Are you full? Have you ever gone play a place and you're really hungry and you leave so full that nothing on the menu looks good anymore? But when you came there, you're like, I'll eat all of it. Bring it all to me. I'll eat it. Why? Because you're hungry. And you need to stay that way with faith. You need to stay hungry. Because when you get full of faith, you're faithful in every area of your life. It creates a craving for you to keep your commitments. It's really awesome how that works. We have to understand that we have to, oh my goodness, I, I'm getting off my sermon. Let me, but you have to know that it has, that your faith comes from God and that it comes through the word of God. Amen. So we are gifted with faith to believe. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, says these words, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Everyone say faith. faith. You can't even be saved without faith. That's why it's impossible to please God. And that not of yourself is a gift of God. Thank God for his gift. Would you lift a hand and thank him for the gift of faith? Thank you, Jesus. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't say, you know, I did so many good things. I did this. I did that. This is what's helped me. Yeah. Whenever you do works unto righteousness, yeah, you are definitely doing things that God will remember. He'll reward you for it, but it's not how you get saved. Salvation is only through your faith in Christ Jesus and walking out the plan of salvation that he's put in place. Amen. So there's instructions there that gives us the ability to grow our faith through the study of the word of God. Romans 10, 17, it says this, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen? The word of God there means what? Rhema? You know what rhema means? The spoken word. That's why it's important to be at church. You have preachers tell people all the time, you need to be at the house of God. When it's open, when it's here, when we're having service, you need to be here. Why? Because there's an element to this verse that talks about the word going forth in an audible, spoken word. Faith is built when you hear the word of God preached amen that's why the bible says that god chose through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe how can preaching save because faith rhema word goes forward that faith empowers your spirit and somehow you say i want to shed everything and i want to walk toward god i want to live a life that's full of his life amen i want more of him so that's what preaching does foolishness of preaching because it brings faith through the Word of God that allows you salvation. Amen? Did I connect the dots there? Through living by faith, not by sight. We know Second Corinthians 5-7. I hit that just a minute ago. You can throw it up there if you want to. Doing things that will increase our faith before we walk by faith, not by sight. It's important that you understand that you've got to put on the boots of faith. Amen? The Bible says if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, that you can say to this tree, Be uprooted and be cast into the sea and it will be done. That's some serious faith. Hello, somebody. That's a whole lot of faith packed into a small, you know, a small little amount. But sometimes the best stuff are in small packages. Hello, somebody. So what I think was really awesome is it's so easy to lose a a mustard seed, isn't it? What the illustration was supposed to do, which maybe didn't work out so well, but you're supposed a mustard seed, and most of you are supposed to lose it before I get to this illustration. So, I could tell you that your faith is very precious. Yeah. And if this is enough to do a great work, then the devil's after it he is fighting you're between you're stuck in a war between two worlds amen the devil is not after you he's after the soul of man he's after getting back at god and so if you have something that god gave you gave you if he gave all men the measure of faith then he wants that for himself he wants to take it out of your life so if he can remove faith from you guess what he took away one of god's gifts right, right. amen because faith is a gift from god we read that right so God's after, so the devil's after all the gifts that God gave you. He wants to destroy your birthday party, amen? The things that God celebrates about you, he, he, he wants to take that away. So this is my son. Come on over here. Is that, or Nathaniel Field, help him. I was hoping that um, we could show you something, but I was supposed to let them strap in while I was doing this illustration, and I got so excited about a mustard seed. Um, this is, this is, oops, see, I just lost my faith. Everybody say oh. Aw. So yeah. Um but it I lost it. I lost it in church. So the best place to lose your faith in is in church because you can definitely find it again in church. <laughs> so I'm grateful that I was taught by my mom to have faith in my life. See my story. Can I tell you my story? Just ignore what's going on up there. <clears throat> My story is I watched my mom be faithful through all kinds of difficult struggles and even relational struggles. She had all kinds of difficulty with keeping connected to her husband and she had three different husbands and and we had all kinds of problems in our life. But with all of that, for some reason, she was able to apply her faith to God through it all. Now, did you know that you can have less of an education and you could have less of life training and less of relational training and emotional maturity and still have a strong faith in God? Yeah. Yes. Faith is not a component that requires a certain education to have it. Faith is not a component that requires you to be so smart or have a certain IQ. Faith, because it is a gift of God, can work whether you know a lot or you know very little. So even though my, my particular mother, and I love her and I'm not disrespecting her in any way, okay, my particular mother had difficulties keeping relationships because she would run anytime time it looked like there was difficulty. Um, even in all that, she taught me the one most important thing is that if I kept a hold of my faith, it would be okay. And so what we did when we first got married, my wife and I, I said, Lord, I need a job in the city where I work. Have you ever asked a question that's kind of silly? I didn't need to work in the city where I ministered. I asked for a job in the city where I ministered, correction. And I I don't know why I wanted that, but I I just wanted that. How many know that the Bible says if you have faith and you ask, anything you ask will be given to you. I don't know if I was asking in the will of God, but I asked for a job in the city where we ministered. I asked for a place to live in the city where we ministered. And I asked for more education because I knew I wasn't smart enough. Okay, I wasn't educated enough. And you know what? God gave me a a house, a place to live inside the city limits. He gave me a job, one of the only jobs within the city that was a good paying job at that time for what I was doing. And my boss said, if you can do this, I will pay for your college for you to go to school. And he paid for three years of my tuition to go to college, all because I was taught to have faith. I had all those benefits just off of faith of a mustard seed, okay? But sometimes during that time, throughout those three years I was going to school and all that, the devil came and he tried to attack me. Nate, if you'd stand right there. Look at Seth, he's being so patient. Thank you, son, for helping us out. See, when you have faith, the enemy comes to attack you. Sarah, grab that verse for me if you would. I'm gonna jump down to that verse that talks about The enemy, you can throw it up there. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Everybody say, he's a roaring lion. Now, let me show you why. Look at the next verse. We always dance on that verse, but whom resists steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He said he resists him steadfastly. Go back to the previous verse, Sarah. He's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Why? Colon. Whom resist steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. What is that saying? If I get you a different translation, it would say this, that the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour devour because there are those that are steadfast in the faith, just like all the other brethren who are in the world that are saved. It's talking about people who have the same kind of stuff, the same kind of junk. We live in a world that has circumstances and situations. Amen. But what happens is the devil is seeking whom he may devour among the people who are saved that are steadfast in their faith. Amen. Who said, I've got one faith and you can't have it. Amen. So that's what it's talking about. So literally the devil comes around people, saved people that have a faith in God and he starts trying to knock them down. Oh. And guess what happens? We get back up again. And he's like, wait a minute, they're steadfast in the faith, but try to, oh, what's the, people who are, people who are, whoa, he's getting stronger. People, look at what happened. Your faith is your foundation, your firm foundation. So no matter how much the devil pushes you around and tries to knock you over, guess what? All you can do is just fall over a little bit and get back up. I'm pushing him really hard. It's not hurting him. Why? Because his foundation is firm. His faith is anchored in Jesus Christ. You guys are going to remember this, This is the only time I get to beat on him. So, (laughs) Pastor had a sermon. He beat up his son. Thank you very much. On his birthday, give him a big hand. I think I embarrassed him thoroughly. Do you have faith in God's faithfulness? He's a firm foundation. So the scripture tells us that the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Not that he can but he that he may and seth could not be damaged could not be harmed because no matter what he did he was anchored by his faith amen faith doesn't make things easy it makes things possible hear me faith doesn't make things easy it makes things possible and no problem can sustain the assault of sustained faith No problem can handle someone who just keeps believing it's going to get better. It's going to turn around. I'm going to make it through school. I'm going to get out of this situation. I'm going to have some money in the bank. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to have a savings account. Amen? If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to be fruitful in my life. Because really, if you understand God is faithful, then you understand that you have to be fruitful. You cannot live a faithful life without having fruit. It's impossible. Everything that is faithful bears fruit fruit 1 corinthians 10 and 13 we find these words if you throw that up there even though they're trying to get done here they're almost there <laughs> see that's that's difficult it's hard to get out of oh well we weren't going to draw attention to that faith be to be faithful you have to understand that you have to be full of faith But there's something interesting that I found is faithfulness is so directly connected to fruitfulness. How many have ever done something that never affected anything and you seem like you're just doing it and nothing seems to change? Have you ever been frustrated by something that didn't bring fruit? Amen. I want you to know something about the church, okay? Everybody, listen very carefully to me. It doesn't matter how good of a Christian you are. It doesn't matter how faithful you are. It doesn't matter how much you pray. All of us get pruned the good people and the bad folk okay we all get trimmed by the Holy Ghost and what's interesting is often God will use life to prune us pruning is just simply cutting back limbs so that you can grow fuller and grow stronger if you grow and you're like you're like have you ever seen a tree that's growing wrong and then they prune it and it starts to grow right That's exactly what God wants to give us for imagery in the Holy Spirit. And so what we have to understand is that God will let life prune us. Just like someone running into the back of my car. I've got something cut off that day, okay? Something changed in my life. But even though I get some pruning in my life, God is doing it so that I grow stronger in faith. He's given me, so I, I laugh at people that say, oh, pastor, I've been praying for God to use my faith and stuff has just been going wrong. Yeah. What do you think God is doing? He's given you an opportunity to use your faith. I can tell you I have conquered the greatest of temptations by just standing there going I'm going to be a man of faith. I'm going to be I literally say that to myself. It's a mantra in my life. When something comes up that's a temptation I'm like I'm going to be a man of faith. I'm going to be a man of faith. And I wish that somebody else would maybe take that mantra with me as a man or some of these daughters of being would pick up that mantra as the ladies of righteousness and say I want to be a lady of faith. I want to be a woman of faith. Amen. I want to do what god wants me to do the greatest test of our faith is when you don't get what you want but you're still able to say thank you lord anyways because you're tested and when you pass the test you graduate and you get a degree, and there's always that level in your life of spirituality that you can never go back from. When you get out of high school and you graduate and they hand you the diploma, if you went back, if I went back to high school right now, you know what people would do? What's with creep? What's with the weird dude? I'm sitting in a little desk trying to do math. Can you imagine that? It's weird because you can't go back to what you've, you know, what you've... um what you've graduated from, that's what I'm trying to say. You can't go back to what you've graduated from. And so what happens is in tests and trials in your life, whenever you pass them and you understand that your faith is so important so that you can weather storms that come, when you pass that, you guys can just take that back. Here, let me just help you. Sorry. Is it broken? <laughs> All right. No, no problems. Experience. Experience will teach you many things. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't think it was going to be that hard to get out of there. I apologize. He wasn't getting out of his faith, amen? They weren't going to let him go. So be faithful because it brings fruitfulness. The Bible talks about enjoying the fruit of your labor. In order to enjoy the fruit of your labor, you have to be faithful to your job, amen? Faithfulness produces fruit. And when you're unfaithful in an area, you will never, you can never expect fruit from that area. Right. So faithfulness brings fruitfulness, and the enemy does not want you to have fruit. He resists us. First Peter five, eight through nine. I want to read that verse real quick. First Peter five, eight through nine. And in the in the interest of time, we be sober, vigilant, be careful, adversary. I know we already read this. Is a roaring lion seeking whom he made it, walking about seeking whom he may devour. I've already read that. I was going to um, get to something else, but fruitfulness is worth the investment. That's what I wanted to get at because the devil as a roaring lion, I was going to reference this here too as well, the devil as a roaring lion cannot deter you, cannot stop you, cannot attack, you cannot devour you if you have a very strong value in investing faith in your life because faithfulness is very important to me because I have faith. So one faith is what I'm talking about today, because it works and it's sure. One faith is important because it brings fruit of salvation. Amen. I had, there's a couple that is starting a church and they didn't have anyone. They're in a, they're in a community that's, um, there's a lot of, uh, of religious ties in that community and they couldn't get a breakthrough. They just, they're just trying and working so hard and they're just not getting in. Sarah and I are, are part of a, Facebook group that's called Church Planners and it encourages us whenever things aren't going so well. I encourage you to get a, you know, if, if you want to know about it, you can talk to one of us and we can show you some stuff. But it's really pastors that have a heart for the ministry in the, in the field and they're they're talking about it and they're telling the stories of, of good times and bad times. Sometimes they're singing the blues. Sometimes they're talking about great, great advances in the kingdom that they're having. But really faithfulness brings fruit no matter what you do. And Sarah and I saw this story and they, this couple couldn't get a Bible study. So what they would do is they would go sit in a public place and they would teach each other Bible lessons so that the people around them would hear them teaching the lesson because they had such a desire. They wanted more from God. And whenever you have faith, if you're praying and you're reading your Bible, you can't help but win a soul. It does, there's something about it. You've got to tell somebody what you're experiencing. You've got to let people know because, because you've got to have an outlet. You can't just store all that up inside yourself. There's a reason why they call it the Dead Sea because nothing flows in and nothing flows out. Amen? So it's, it, there's a place in us that has to be not a tributary where we we stop everything, but we have to stay in the flow of what is our life. So the flow of the Holy Ghost, Amen. The flow of things. And the, this week, I got a word from the Lord for somebody, and I didn't even know it was a word from the Lord. I just, it just came to me twice during the day, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy." I don't, I don't, I don't want to quench the spirit. So I texted that person and I said, "The Lord told me this today. Even today, I will bless you." And that day, a financial opportunity opened up, and they got a house full of furniture, just in that one day. And I was like, and it came to me two times. I'm like, today, even when does God ever repeat himself when he's about to do something amazing? Amen. Today, even today. And I believe God's speaking that over somebody's life here today, today, even today, this Sunday, God is going to bless your life. But you have to understand that blessings come with work. People are like, oh, I believe God to bless me. I have one faith. Praise God, Pastor. God's gonna do great things for me. And God shows up with a blessing and it often comes with overalls on. It looks like work and they miss their blessings because you don't realize when God when God blows on something, the thing that we have to do is work. We like to do this. We like to work, play, work, play, work, play. That's the environment of America. We work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard, work hard, party hard. Yeah, that's the American psychology. But the Bible says that we work and then we work and then we work and then we work. But the fact is that he says his labor and his burden is light. Amen. Because he gives you strength through the power of the spirit that's inside of you. We don't need to pray so much. Lord, fall on us as we Need to pray, Lord, come from inside out. Lord God, let your spirit empower us to affect things around us because we're often praying, Lord, come down when we need to pray, Lord, come out of me. Lord God, affect somebody with my faith. Lord God, touch somebody through me. Let me sit in a place and teach my wife a Bible study. If I can't get a Bible study with anybody else, I want my faith to flow, I want the spirit to work. Am I being too excited today? Oh, I got to share this with you because it's a powerful thing because faith and faithfulness produces fruit and fruit in the kingdom is salvation. Every work God's ever done is tied to redemption and it's everything that that God wants to do in your life has redemption at its core. So he's going to ask you to use your faith to touch somebody else and when God Touches something right now as a pastor when I see God move in this church, if I see him moving on something, I am running after it and until he moves, I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to pray and pray. But when it opens, whenever God says, tell Betty to start a prayer list. And we start a prayer list, and we see two major miracles. That one where I got the word from the Lord for that one person, and that one where God touched the pain in your mouth, Shane, and that one where he touched the body, Karen's body and Kim's body. As soon as we started a prayer list, look at that. But you know what? There's work involved. Betty's going to put together another list tomorrow, amen? we're going to keep praying. And I'm sorry to use your name so much, Betty, in this sermon. We'll Edit several Betty's out because using too many Betty's can be embarrassing to Betty, so I don't want to use too many her name too many times. Because we love Betty. (laughs) Betty's special to us. Have I used Betty's name enough? So what we have to realize is when God blows on it, when the Holy Spirit, the pneuma of God blows on something, it's gonna look like work. And all of us have to understand is this isn't just a party. It's a Holy Ghost party but it's so worth the work. Yeah. Yeah. So worth the work. Amen. We, last night we unloaded the trailer by ourselves, me and Sarah and the kids and we got done and we put it in here. And I don't don't no sympathy, no sympathy needed. We got done and Sarah and I high five. We we're like Team Calhoun. <laughs> Get off, devil. <laughs> Tell you where to go. She's like it's actually she goes Team Lifespring and then and then she goes Team Calhoun <laughs> like that. It was fun. You know what? We're having fun doing the work because it doesn't matter if you show up or you don't the church is going to go forward because we have faith that he's planting a work i love you to death please show up it sure helps but one faith tells me because believing in christ alone is is a way to save me that i can help someone else get saved is that all right today i don't want to be super long but i want you to know that you have to have faith and you have to maintain your faith Because if you maintain your faith, you can be more faithful in life. And when you're more faithful, you can have fruitfulness. Amen? So let's stand together today. And I want to pray a specific prayer. Faith is the roots of your life, okay? It's where you get all your nourishment from in your spiritual man. Everybody say, Faith is the roots. A tree that has no roots and has too much fruit, you know what it does? It falls over. It has no support structure for the blessings on the limbs. Amen? So I want to pray this over your life today. If you turn the lights down and everyone's head would bow. And if you'd receive this prayer, I want to share this with you. Jesus, I pray specifically for every soul in this room that you would give us roots before you give us fruits. That you would build us from the ground up, from our faith up, Lord Jesus. And I know there's some that are struggling and trying very hard to be faithful in some areas, but we have to realize that if we're not full of faith, we can't be faithful. And so I'm asking the Lord today to shed faith in somebody's life. You've done miracles in this room in the last in the last week. You've done amazing things in this week, Lord God. And so not only do we want to celebrate what you've done, but we want to celebrate what you're going to do. And Lord, we want more people to know what we know in you we want more people to be baptized in Jesus name we want more people to be filled with the Holy Ghost give us a holy discontent in this house that we would build the roots of fruit of faith in our life, so that we could see the fruit of salvation in others if we have no faith to believe for ourselves how could we ever believe for anybody else to get saved how could we ever believe for anybody else to be washed away in baptism and their their sins be washed away God would you help us today to have strong faith that it would be said of the body of believers at LifeSpring that they are brethren and they are women of one faith. They all have a strong faith in God. And so when we trust you, we don't have to doubt that you won't be there to support it, but we believe and it is done in Jesus' name.